Thank you for joining us for the Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Today, Pastor JP and his wife Heather will continue tackling life issues from a married perspective. I still have this junk in me. Has Jesus come in my life? Yes. Has he done great things to transform my life? Yes. Do I still struggle with the junk in my life? Yes. So search me, God. Know my heart. Know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me. We don't often sign up for that, do we? But we don't often go to God, do we, and just say, okay, God, here I am. Will you show me? What's really wrong with me? Today, guest speaker Pastor JP and his wife Heather will be teaching us the importance of allowing God to search our hearts to see if there is any wicked way in us. As Christians, we should be continually asking God to help us remove sin from our life and to be transformed more into the image of Jesus. Now here's Pastor JP and Heather with part one of their message entitled, Soul Healing. Verse 23 of Psalm 139 and 24. And the psalmist cries out, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Now just take a minute, and you need to read that again. Because so many times, you've read this before, and it sounds so wonderful, doesn't it? Just, it, it's so poetic, and that there's so much wonderful connotation in it that you fail to stop and actually see what David, the psalmist, is crying out for. Search me, O oh God. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. My heart is anxious, I hear. My thoughts are anxious, I hear. I have offensive ways in me, I hear. I want to live in an everlasting way. I'm stuck in the here and now. I need to be living in the everlasting way, I hear. What was going on with David in his life at this time? For him to, to write this down, 
to utter this thought that's coming up and out of his heart. He's crying out for help. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. What was going on in his life and around his life that he needed to cry out this? You don't say these things lightly. First of all, David, as he's opening his heart before God, he's exposing his heart to God, who is the perfect counselor, somebody who already knows, somebody who knows David's comings and his goings. He's already said in verse 1 that you've already searched and know all my ways. Then he says that he can't get away from God. You're always thinking about me. Lose the poetry that's encapsulated in here. And if you look at what he's saying, he's saying, man, God, you've searched my ways. You know me inside out. You're always thinking about me. I can't get away from you. Where can I go and flee from your presence? I can't. I can't get away from you. And there's this junk in me. That's what I think. I still have this junk in me. Has Jesus come in my life? Yes. Has he done great things to transform my life? Yes. Do I still struggle with the junk in my life? Yes. So search me, God. Know my heart. Know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me. We don't often sign up for that, do we? But we don't often go to God, do we, and just say, okay, God, here I am. Will you show me what's really wrong with me? You know. So, and I can't get away from you. You know my comings and goings. You're supposed to nod your head. <laughs> that was your plan. <laughs> Anybody feel like that ever? Because you think, well, I can handle this. I can figure this out. I'll read a couple books, you know. Wouldn't it be better just to hear from God what God would want to say? Why is it so hard to hear? Sometimes it's so hard to hear. We need that soul's healing. We need God to transform our souls and to shape us from the inside out and shape us over again into a new person. So there's a couple things that we want to uh, add on to this. The first thing for me is that faith precedes healing. Faith goes before healing. Anytime Jesus encountered someone where he touched their lives, where he touched them physically for healing, he always first looked for faith. There were some places that he went. He said, can't do much here. And the word says that he couldn't do but a few miracles here and there because of the lack of faith in that place. But in the other places, as he encountered people, he would always bring the faith of that person up to the surface. He would draw it up and draw it out with an interchange. You see it. And faith precedes healing. I love the story in Matthew chapter 9, where a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, if I only touch his cloak, 
I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. Her faith drove her to the hope that by touching the hem of his robe, which by legend, the Messiah's robe, the little tassels on it had supernatural power. And so she wanted to touch just one of those tassels. But it wasn't the tassel that healed her, was it? What was it that healed her? Her faith connecting with the power moving out through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, at that moment. And she was healed. Physically, she was healed, wasn't she? She was restored after 12 years. Now, you think about 12 years of physical agony and what goes along with physical sickness. Mental and emotional anguish, right? And pain that goes along with it. How many doctors had she seen? And each one, as she went to, she began to lose more and more hope. And every time she would see a new doctor and pay the money, hoping that there would be a cure, and when she didn't find the cure, what would happen to her heart and her faith? Oh, she'd die a little bit, wouldn't she? Does not the same thing happen to us as we go through life? As we grow up in life? Our hearts begin to shut down and we build walls and we respond to the pain and the trauma and the critical events in our lives that happen to us. And we begin to close off little places and we're not free. We close down, we shut down. We become not the creation that God intended, we become something less than what God intended for us. We begin to believe little lies from the enemy. We make vows. We make our world smaller to cope with the hurts that come through the traumatic experiences in our lives. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. This verse is from the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is at the very heart of the vision for this special Friday edition of Main Thing Radio. Jesus, Pastor Robert, and his wife Elizabeth, a threefold cord presenting God's Word in a way that will inspire you in your own marriage and walk with God. Pastor Robert's vision is that through this fresh method of approaching God's Word, that husbands and wives will be equipped to face the world on a united front, as one team joined together by God, sharing the light of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying world all around us. Monday through Thursday here on Main Thing Radio, we share messages from worship services at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. 
but today's message is unique. As you listened today, we're confident that you heard from God through Pastor Robert and Elizabeth. Well, that's all the time we have here for today. On Monday, Pastor Robert will be back with us teaching through God's Word verse by verse. So make plans to join us on Monday right here on Main Thing Radio.